Brethren, I hate to tell you this, but I'm becoming a bit of an influencer now. I know. Yeah, Dude, you're, you're a full-time tech talker now. Nah, let me tell you, bro. TJW Bytes have officially surpassed 3 million views. And this is unbelievable. And I'm going to get to it later in the show. But it's just crazy because I was listening to an episode from like a month ago and it was at 800,000. So now we're at 3 million. Whatever, it's fine. Listen, unfortunately, what comes with the territory of being an influencer is I got sponsorships, bro. I got brand deals. All right? Uh, but I'm not going to sell you a Lean X product to clear your gut. That's not going to work, bro. I take <laughs> care of my own over here at the Jersey Wall. Okay, bro? So yes, sponsorship in income. For us? But you know what I got for you, Mina? What do you have? I got the best damn deal on planet Earth if you're trying to collect footy kits. Okay. Let me hear more. You bro. have my attention, sir. Have you ever heard of ElmontYouthSoccer.com? It's come up. <laughs> Brother, let me tell you, this has been the pinnacle in sports memorabilia collection yeah. since the dawn of time, okay? TJW <laughs> brought up this company, and now here we are both at the top of the mountain. You understand? Now listen, if you want to start building your very own Jersey collection, you head to ElmontYouthSoccer.com. If you want to save some money, you head to ElmontYouthSoccer.com. If you want to save some more money, you enter the promo code TJW10 at checkout, saves you 10% on your entire order. Bro, can we do better That's than crazy. I don't think can so. I don't think people believe. can do better than that. Well, here's what here's the special occasion, Mina. You know what's coming up in a couple of weeks? What? The World Cup. The FIFA World so Cup. And it is not too late, guys. If you want to be repping your nation's jersey or just one that you think is absolutely sick, head over to ElmontUtsoccer.com and pick up your very own World Cup kits. Start building your very own jersey wall collection today. Guys, the link is in our description. Go right now. Enter the promo code TJW10 at checkout and save 10% on your entire order. Boom. With that being said, we're going to bring you right in. Today on TJW168, we are going to discuss things we learned from the Champions League group stage. We hope you enjoy. Fucking hell, start talking, man. No, I just I just wanted to see how long we can sit in silence. Why? I don't know. It just felt like a podcast is the right place to do silence. Oh, my God, bro. Just, hey, let's start the show with some dead air, Mina. Goodness <laughs> me. I'm waiting for you to just start it off. I like I like just playing off the first words that you say all the time. <laughs> and you're just going to sit there looking at I'm me like... I'm just saying, yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm just waiting for, to see how long it was. Because I was initially, I was sitting there going like, okay, Nathan, start the show, like you usually do. And then I was like, okay, I'm just sit here silently. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm the onus is on me all the freaking time. We're 200 damn episodes in. You're my co-host every <laughs> yeah, single the jump, week. The jump from 168 to 200 is, Listen, is the same. You're an engineer. You should know about rounding, okay? We and can I'm round. I'm telling you, you're wrong. <laughs> we can round, okay? We can round. Just pick which column you want to do it in. All right. And there mm -hmm. we are. Guys. Welcome to the show. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Nathan Santos, a.k.a. Yeah. Master Chef Nate. And with me, as always, apparently, the guy who doesn't know about what dead air is, Mina, brethren, what is going on? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad, dude. Your zip-up looks like a Spurs kit. It's uh, it's tripping me out a little bit. Oh, I'll take it off immediately. And bro, it looks like you're <laughs> pro Tottenham. I, I saw you put How? that on. The collar looks really, really nice. How? The color scheme, dude. This is just, they have now claimed Navy. You look pretty much, bro, with that. Yeah, navy white just, with the they white just take blue. navy and oh my god, dude, it looks like you're about to walk out at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium because they haven't named it yet to play a very disappointing fixture. All right, that's what it looks like you're about to do. That's fine. 
I'll pull a Gary Lineker and and if you know what that means, then you know what that <laughs> means. Because <laughs> that's what I think of Tottenham. <laughs> if not, hey, we move. Brethren, can you believe three million views that's it's crazy what was it a month ago it was like a million 1.2 dude i was listening to so however long ago this was maybe it was two months maybe it was closer to two months ago but it was i was listening to our preview episode for the champions league because i wanted to see what we got right right like how did the discussions go what did we do were we right about stuff and uh we're going to talk about it we got some stuff we didn't get some other stuff hey it's fine you know how the sport we got a lot of stuff right but i had brought up that TJW bites at that point were at like 800,000. I, I don't know. 800,000 sounds like a big menacing number. And I feel like 3 million almost doesn't do justice. <laughs> do you understand what that means? Like this morning, it was it was 2.9 million. So it was 2,900,000. Like I want to add things. You have to visualize what this number means. 3 million, dude. <laughs> you could just say, you know, 3,000 thousands. Yeah. No, that sounds low. That sounds too low, bro. Anyway. Guys, welcome to the show. Listen, we learned a lot of things from the Champions League group stage. If I'm being completely honest with you, dude, there was some things that we got right, some things that we got wrong. We're going to talk about all those, but I have compiled a list because you know we don't do rankings here. A list mm-hmm. that we are going to put in any order because true. I don't think one is necessarily more important than the other. But I think there's a lot of talking points from what we saw over the last, what, six weeks? I'm wondering at what point do we start using rankings? No, we can't. Bro, it's ever, not us. That's ever? not us. That's not what we do. No, is we that do not show do still that. even alive? Yes, it is, bro. And it's not, it's not what no we way. do. They Nobody got their programming. We have our programming. There's no we way. do not do that over here. We will put lists in order until <laughs> we have more views, until we're bigger. All right. That's, All right, that's I think fine. at that point, then they're copying us. But for now, we talk about what we saw. Brethren, we learned some things from the Champions League group stage. I want to start us off at tentatively number one just the first general talking point that i want to mention um number one for you it's that there are two clubs that are way better than we thought and who are those clubs all right like i'm gonna go i'm gonna get to a lot of teams in this okay i'm gonna talk about i have one in mind yeah well let me bring them up i'm gonna preface this before i bring up the two teams because i want everyone to know there will be times in this episode where we talk about things that we got right things that we got wrong that may come up here and there as we discuss teams anyway but just from the jump, two teams, and we're going to take some time to discuss each of them, that are way better than we thought, Benfica and Napoli. Are you not going to even bring up Club Bruges, bro? No, 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 no. not going to even bring up Club That's silly. No, 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 no. The parameters for this are not, hold on, hold on. What did we say? You said teams that are way better than we thought. You and I shouted them out. Actually, I shouted them out. And then we both said... You they you shouted them fourth. out to finish last. You just thought they'd yes, win their first game. I sh- exactly. But then we both said they'd finish fourth and they'd be nowhere near any of their their opposition. The parameters are misunderstood here. Hold Club on. Bruges being second in their group is not a team being way better than we Listen, thought. They were I'm going be. to talk about Club Bruges yeah, when my. we get to the rights and wrongs section of this. I will show you the show outline. I promise it's okay. there. This right. the parameters for list number one is teams that are way better than we thought in the capacity that we knew that they were good. We just didn't know they were that good. We thought that they were here, but they're actually here. Club Bruges, we thought were Visual cues for a podcast is great. Oh, I mean, listen to the intonation (laughs) of my voice, right? If I'm talking, I thought they were here, but they were here. What? Where do you think my hand is in relation to the the tone shift? Actually lower. Goodness me. Club Bruges, 
did way better than we thought. Yes, absolutely, 100%. Of course. But we didn't anticipate that to begin with. So that's that's a different conversation. That is a surprise factor. Type that's thing. the definition of being way better than you. No, 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 no. It's different parameters, bro. <laughs> it's you just can't changing up in, different imagine. words. Okay, no, hold just on, changing hold on. up words just to make it fit. <laughs> I just want you to think about for a second here. How would how would this list be, work if I had it as three clubs that are way better than we thought? Benfica, Napoli, and Club Rouge. That's like, hold on. Who's the outlier here? The, the theme The team does not that was actually way better team. than we thought they were going to be. That's not what the thing was. Their rise about is them. so much better than the rise that we had for Benfica and Napoli. And I agree with you. Both of those of teams are better true. than we thought they were going to be. Absolutely. I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying the way that you said it is teams that we thought were way better than we... Like, that's that was the intonation in your voice. That you have you so little faith Club in Rouge in there. After almost 200, and yeah, I'm going to round up, almost 200 times that we've done this, that you have so little faith in me that you didn't think I'd bring up Club Rouge. I, I knew you'd bring up Club Rouge, but later I just after the fact. in the way you defined it, it was going to be in there, in the team. No, it's not. We'll talk That's about fine. it after. Benfica and Napoli are clubs that are that are better than we thought they were. Because we thought Absolutely. that they'd be okay. Yeah, totally. But they were even better, right? We can Did start we with put Napoli third? Uh, well, you did. I yeah. think actually, I don't remember how you had. I think you had Napoli third. I was very wrong about Napoli. I'm going to talk about that too. I want to start with Benfica Go because I love my Benfica here. Okay, Tell us about your boys. Benfica are legit, like proper, proper legit. Okay, this is not a case of you know they were they were as good as I expected them to be because you remember I expected them to finish second in the group. Yeah, I expected PSG yeah, to top this group. Benfica to finish second because you very trash and we knew that going in, but some people didn't. And we said, okay, Benfica are going to be one of the teams that advance here. Okay. Yeah. What ended up happening on the seventh tiebreaker, PSG and Benfica had the same record on the seventh tiebreaker, which was most away goals scored. Okay. Benfica yeah. topped the group over PSG. Brother, run it up against. Not Bob even Jackson. I expected that. Okay, Run I thought up. that the margins that PSG would beat people by would be better than the margins that, that Benfica would beat people by. We were wrong. Mm -hmm. I thought that Benfica would get the result against Juve both times. I was right about that. But they clobbered them. They could have beaten them by way more goals than they ended up winning by. And I think that this really, really helped strengthen my case as for the argument that I made in August, which was Benfica are going to be ones to surprise us this season. Benfica are going to make a deep run into the Champions League. Now, we can talk about the fact that they drew, that they drew against Club Bruges in the next round, but that'll be at the end of the show because we're not going to talk about the draw yeah. just yet because this is about what we learned from this group stage. I think that I was absolutely right about Benfica and everything that I said, and then some, and it impressed me that they were able to top the group because that, to me, makes them even better than I thought they were. Yeah, and it, it definitely helps them, like it helps propel them forwards a lot more into the competition because they avoid right. the people that top their groups. So yeah. it's it's definitely good for them. Like they're putting it now in a higher bracket. So now PSG, as we know now, got a very, very difficult um, difficult uh, tie. And that yeah. could have been Benfica and that would have been the end of the run for Benfica this hey, year. For Bayern. Hey, hey, for right, Bayern. That's fine. That's All fine. right. You can, Don't you, forget. Can, you can pull on Iceland, that's fine, but... I'm just, you I'm know just keeping it we real. Everybody knows talk about hypotheticals giddy. here, okay? Yeah, everybody knows who's giddy here. And <laughs> Listen, until we see it happen, we don't know what's going to happen, all right? I've seen Benfica beat some really good teams. I've seen Bayern beat some really big teams. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 hey, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how Bayern do against PSG. That'll because tell us. Because that's your team, I'm not going to roast them. Hey, because hey. I do like Benfica. So I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm going to, you know, 
put the put the pan away and, and move away. All that and a bag of chips, bro. Now, listen, I'm going to come back to Benfica a little bit later because I'm not done with them yet. Yeah. But in this context, off the top, I did want to mention that they were very, very good. Like better than, even better than I thought. Napoli, I had second because they were elite and I didn't know they were that good. Okay. Now, Napoli finished with five wins, one loss. Okay. Only Bayern had a, had a better uh, goal difference than them. But nobody scored more. Napoli scored 20 goals. Nobody scored more than that in the group stage. Madness. Napoli lit this on fire. And they were crazy. I was very wrong about this. Now, I have a whole section later in the show about what I was right about and what I was wrong about. And I might actually skip those to the front so we can just piggyback off all those once we finish with this. But I had Napoli finishing last in this group. Oh, yikes. I think I had because them dropping to Europa. I think you had arrives. them third. I don't too. know who it was. Yeah, I don't know who it was. I think I made the case. Rangers, Liverpool, that, Ajax, and Napoli. Yeah, because you had Rangers. Listen, third, my, third, you're a shout for Rangers. Third, third. Yeah, they only got bagels every time they played with yeah. a minus 20 goal difference. That's Here's fine. The thing. We both got things wrong. But We're going to talk about Rangers shout. a little bit later, okay? We're going to talk about Rangers a little bit later. This is about Napoli. Praise, no, Napoli not lit up the Champions Rangers. League. Oh, dude, absolutely. Yeah. And and where we put them in the power rankings a few weeks back was high. And they haven't come down since then. By the mm -hmm. way, I might actually argue that Napoli are even higher now than they were because they've continued the run. They're just right? solidifying their position, yeah. Still not losing, winning every single game that, yeah. that they're supposed to, right? They lost in the Champions League fine against uh, against Liverpool away. Doesn't affect the score at all because they still finished up with, at the top of their group, right? I think that... Napoli now are a team that I would consider going forward in the competition after the group stage to go. How far can you go? Like you have Frankfurt in the next round. Very interesting. Probably yeah. consider them to be favorites for that. And then once they draw a, a true giant in the competition, because Liverpool, you know, to, to finish above Liverpool is still a credit. Because to be fair, Liverpool's domestic form has been poor, but they finished the same record as Napoli. It was also right? such so a they were, statement big win, like over Liverpool. Like yeah, that first one that they had, that was that that made everybody them. sit up in their seat, and they went, "Oh, holy yeah. crap! This is Napoli, okay." Right. And I wonder how that affects now, and like when it's two legs, right, going forward in the rest of the in the rest of the competition. Yeah, how far can you carry this momentum, and and are you going to beat true juggernauts when you get to the to the quarters to the semis? Like, how far does this run go? I, Listen, I've never been so happy to be wrong because they've turned me into massive fans of what's going on there, right? Don't get yeah. me wrong. They're not, my allegiances don't lie with them, but Cavada Dunn is going to be on this wall very, He's very soon. He's also not the World Cup, so he gets a rest. Yeah, that's he does good news for them. That's a, that's a very good shot. Um, the next one I wanted to bring Speaking up. Speaking of him, by the way, actually, before we move on, yeah. did you see the tweet of an American guy putting him in the team because he thought the guy was from Georgia, like US? Yeah, tell that story. <laughs> tell the full story. Some guy made like a, a World Cup 11 for Team USA and they put Cuadradona <laughs> left wing because I thought he was from Georgia. Like the state, not, not actually. Like where Georgia Justin comes. Bieber gets his peaches yeah. from. You know what exactly. I mean? They were like, this dude's from Georgia? That That's perfect. Could you imagine Cuadradona pulling up and he has that like Southern Georgia accent? He's like, hey man, that listen, I just hilarious. love this sport. You know, I've never been so happy to play here in, in Napoli and uh, I'm here to tear it up. Napoli. Bro. We got you know one of I mean? these in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Naples. <laughs> Naples. I love Naples, man. They got some beaches over there. That's some big ass gators. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So silly. Um, anyway, now we can move yeah, on. So silly. We can move on. To number two. This one I think will elicit some actual discussion from, from both of us here on yeah. a way more serious note. Atletico Madrid are dead. 
oh my god Brilliant. do they need to listen to the jersey wall podcast episode of rebuilding atletico madrid they need uh, to like listen from to it two a year years ago, ago. yeah do it. and now they need to like just have it on repeat all day long honestly like we saw this for god them. so long ago okay so for those who don't know in case you missed it they finished bottom of their group they didn't even make it to the europa league okay which means they finished behind the likes of club bruges porto and Bayer Leverkusen. And Leverkusen concede more goals than anybody else alive. <laughs> All right? And the team that's supposed to be predicated on defense, built around superstars, has the highest paid coach in the world, they, they didn't not only not advance, they didn't even drop down to the Europa League. They got absolutely smashed all the time. And so there's a few like points of contention here, right? What's it going to take to get rid of Simeone? Right, that, I think that's a, that's a fair question because it seems that he's just ironclad. It seems that no matter what, he's not going to get sacked. And we can talk about whether or not that's justified. And the next point is how much responsibility is on him versus the players. Right, I want to start us off with that with that first with that first question. What's it going to take? Because I think that it's beyond everybody. Know. Like I think it's abundantly clear to pretty much everybody. I think the days are done. Does he have a clause in his contract that they can't sack him? Like, not only is he I the highest-paid manager in the world, but can is most, he just unsackable? Most contracts, if you get fired from it, they owe you the rest of it, right? Like, so and that's mm, I think that's just it. If he's making money. forty mil a year, they're like, okay, when does this deal expire? Because we can't be, we're just not going to. When does his deal expire? Does anybody know? He's didn't he sign like a seven-year contract or something? I honestly, I'm, not, I'm, not the I'm genuinely going to look this no up idea. because I am so interested to know. I am going to look this up live on air. Uh, All right, we're going to find out. Tracks. In the meantime, Thanks. we're going to talk about some filler content. I'll just give you my thoughts on this while Mina yes, looks please, it up. Yes, please, okay? please, please, please. Because for me, I think it's clear to everybody that the peak of this project is behind him, right? Yeah. We've seen what at his best what this team could do, and they came just short of winning multiple leagues, multiple Champions Leagues. They did win multiple leagues in that span, dethroning Barca and, and Real Madrid, which I think is a tremendous accolade. And if you want to make the point that who better to, to put them in that bracket than a guy who's done it before? I can understand that. However, I would also point in the direction of at what point do we look for a change? Because this game moves fast, dude. There was It was like less than three years ago, like two real years ago in terms of days. Did you know that Mesut Ozil was still playing for Arsenal? No. Yeah, because I was thinking about this. When I was at work and I first started there, I remember talking to one of the dudes who worked there at the time, and he was an Arsenal fan. He was like, Ozil needs to be playing more because we got to be creating chances. That This is now the third year that I have worked at that place, but that was in the first year that I started there. No. So that seems like That's five wild. years ago that Ozil was there. And now I'm like, holy crap. So now I think about this like, wait a second. Football moves so far, so fast. Yeah. And I think that it's not going to take long before the game is now past Atletico Madrid because they just they put too much faith in, in Cholo. And it's easier to just change one thing with the system, which would be him, rather than rebuilding the entire team again and again and again. Because I think we've seen what this team under this specific core of players, under Simeone, is capable of accomplishing. And I think that it's short of the mark that they want to be competing yeah. at. Yeah, and the squad is is versatile in nature. Like... Yeah, like that he built that on purpose. So right. having them build a team around players that play right now in a different system for another manager is not going to mm -hmm. be a difficult transition, I don't think. Right. Um. So because it's built versatile by nature, then 
I, I think if you bring in a manager, and now, by the way, Thomas Tuchel, very famous for playing back three, is still, is still unavailable. You know, okay. he's still unemployed. Poch is still unemployed. Do you Not think that'd be that a they good should move? hire Poch? It's just, I think that, well, you, you would have to recreate the identity of the team. It's just the yeah. Atletico Madrid that we think of now is Simeone. 100%. It's so, it's so like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's built in his image with versatile players that can play a different system. Right. And it's no surprise that I think a back three team will will do well with, with Thomas Tuchel's system, especially with the, with the attacking options that they have, especially with the midfielders that they have. I do think that they would do well. It's just, we That's also said the same about... Shout. Yeah, uh, it's you know just, what I mean? I, I just don't want that for Joao Felix. My ultimate concern lies with Joao Felix and what can get the most out of him. And I if think he can use be... him the way he used Havertz, listen... I, I, don't I mean, he didn't problem. use Havertz that great. Havertz was okay. That's more on Havertz than him, to be honest. Yeah, be that as it may, like, I want to see, you know, him play under, like, a Klopp or a Ten Hag or a Pep. Like, somebody like that who's going to be like, give Joao the ball. Maybe not Pep, because Pep is very system-wise. Like, he's not necessarily, yeah. doesn't rely on instinct as much. And I, I love that instinct-style play. But I think I, it, it would take me too long to name you the amount of players that I think could crush it playing on instinct or the managers that, that Joao Felix could thrive under. I think that a defensive shout isn't necessarily the... It, it makes sense from a cultural perspective for the team because it wouldn't be a huge shift in what the players are used to. I see what you're saying in that sense. I just would like a complete 180. I would love to see yeah. all of these players. We've seen what they can do in one system. I want to see how they do in a completely different one because because so many of them are so two-way and they have such strong mentalities of like what it takes to get the job done. I think that if you just said let's shift our focus to this a little bit more, they would all just revel in that. Yeah, that's not a bad idea either. It's just I think the way that Tuchel uses his back three is very different than, than mm -hmm. the way Simeone used it. And yes. it's just... I, oh, for I, sure, for sure. Like the guy needs to go because you're not going to get rid of the entire squad. I think we, we can all fully agree that, yeah. like you said, his best days are behind him and this project is going nowhere. Now they have until 2024, which is when his contract burns out. Are they okay. really going to wait that long? Two years, like we've said, three years ago, Meza right. Ozil was playing Arsenal. Another two years of Diego Simeone is crazy. I mean, I, this season included. It's it's another yeah. full season after this one. But it's... I'll be honest with you. They can I don't be think left behind big time. I don't think they renew that. I, I agree. If I they renew they it, renew if they renew it, they deserve to be relegated. Like, but I you know what? The, you know what's gonna happen, bro? They're gonna. It's gonna be like they don't win anything this season, right? They're out of thing. They're gonna finish like at best third in in La Liga, and then they're gonna say, okay, trophyless season, Cholo. Like this is it, bro. Last season. Then they're gonna be like top of the league come come Christmas. They're gonna have one. You know, they're, they top. He knows it's his last one. Yeah, going into the last one, and then they're gonna be like. Mm. They'll reach a Champions League final. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be like, hmm, do we extend him with six months on his deal or do we just <laughs> let this play out? Like, what's going to happen here? It's you like when players mean? play for a contract. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, bro. oh, shit, I got to wrap my shit up. Here. And then as soon as he gets it, he's like, ah. It's yes. the graduation goggles. Yeah, he's like, I will take my 40 mil a year, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, his son made it farther in, in the Champions League than him. Yeah, he so. did, bro. Like, There's still Giovanni, one Simeone tearing up Giovanni, his competition. Is, is that his name? Yeah, Gio. Yeah. Joe, Joe, Joe Simeone is just going to be at home going, hey, My guy. how's that round of 16? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dad, no, I don't want to come to your club. I'm doing fine here in <laughs> Naples. Um, and the second part of this, is, we've kind of alluded to this, but I want to have a little bit more specific an answer. How much responsibility is on the players, right? Like we've spoken about the system 
not being favorable for, perhaps for many of the the players in the system but i don't think that omits them of guilt right they're the ones who have to execute the game plan and we've seen that simeone knows how to outline a game plan capable of frustrating and winning which means if it's not happening whose fault is this right how much how much responsibility do the players you know what have to it take? is i'd still put on simeone because here's here's the reason I don't think he's changed it. What's yeah. the percentage? Yeah, I like, don't think he's changed 100 it 100 to enough. zero? Yeah, I think it's gone stale. I think wow. that's the problem. Maybe if you're staying 100% that long, Simeone's fault? I mean, maybe 90-10, but still heavily wow. on, on his laps. Because here, right. here's the reason. It's the same reason that Arsenal didn't get a tune out of their team when, when Wenger was being called to leave. Mm. At some point, the same core of players that you have will get stale. At some point they won't have the same drive to achieve the levels of, of performances that you are asking of them when they're playing the same system, game in, game out, week in, week out, season in, season out. At some point, they will get stale. And the best managers, you're talking about Ancelotti, you're talking about Pep, you're talking about Sir Alex Ferguson, yeah. always changed the core as years went on in order to continue playing the style that they wanted. In the case of Sir Alex, he completely changed his style three times and was successful all the way. But with Ancelotti and Pep, you know what you're getting. Even Enrique right. to a point, we, you know what you're getting. They continue to change players in the core so that they continue to play their system with players that are ready to play that system and will die for that system. Because if you if you have the old guard just staying on, it'll get stale at some point and they won't you won't you just won't get a tune out of them. And yes, it is on the onus of players. To, to get themselves ready for a match and, and be, you know, hyped up about it. But at some point, you know, you know what it's like, you know, they're, they're humans as well. Yeah. You don't go into the office every day going like, okay, let's get it, you know, every single day. So yeah. you're going to have a dead a dead time at some point. And, and I think that's where Atletico is. I think it's just the entire club has gone stale. And the easiest way to fix that is to get rid of Simeone. Yeah, and you know, to your to your credit, I think there is often like a a big energy shift when something yeah. new comes in because it just kind of it's just refreshing, right? Like just to refresh the squad a little bit. But to your credit, I think also you have to look at how much motivation or excitement or drive goes into Simeone's system specifically. Like if you're Joao Felix, and I always think to Joao Felix because I think he's the epitome of it. He's all of us looking at him. He's a prisoner. <laughs> how like when you show up and you're there and you're like okay, I do this in training when I have the ball. Like, I, I can display. And he posts so many, like, videos of what he does in training. And he murders people all the time. And you think, like, okay, you watch him do this. You watch the goals that he scores when he plays sporadic minutes to just go be himself. What motivation is he having to show up every day and be like, okay, hey, we're going to go play this game where I'm not going to have the ball. I'm not going to start. Yeah. I'm not going to get to demonstrate any of these skills. How many players do we think feel that way internally but don't necessarily show it like rodrigo de paul i bet you could do a hell of a lot more he did at udinese he was freaking fantastic yeah. there and he came when he first signed the for ball. right but without the ball maybe they're maybe these players are all like all right like this is the job and some can buckle down better than others be like no problem i'll do whatever the coach needs me to do and those are the players you want but that doesn't mean you're getting the most out of them right bernardo silva plays yeah. on the right wing all the time for city you can tell where he wants to play and where he's his best position is he's still gonna do it he'll play right wing but put him at center mid and it's a different player right yeah i completely agree i i just i think it's such a no-brainer and they have to take action now if they want to continue to keep up with these teams because it's yeah. for me it's the same reason Mourinho doesn't last long in a job because that cult environment where everyone everyone's against you when it's you versus the world and we have to you know create this this cult atmosphere inside the yeah. dressing room only lasts that long because at some Fair point enough. you'll lose the edge yep 100 percent. i like it 
Good shout. All right. Um, the next one in point number three here, and we can we can spin this one along a little bit more, but it's it's about Barca. Barca blew yeah. it. Yeah, they Barca did. blew it, right? Barca spent time. all the money. They pulled infinite financial levers. They pulled all the strings in the world. They didn't pay their players to try to create new funding. They got new sponsors, everything that they possibly could, and they put all the chips on the table. They even got Piquet to cheat on Shakira so they don't pay him his money. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then retire mid-season because they were like, listen, we can't afford <laughs> to pay the this. Stadium, you man. just have to retire. You just, PK, we can't pay you anymore. That was not PK's decision. That was Chavez <laughs> saying, listen, you're never going to play again. Stop collecting money from the it club. It was blackmail. It was blackmail. It was, uh, yeah, it, that's exactly what 100%. it was. Now, so Barca did some very scummy things to get in fantastic players. First team players. Players that right away would have improved their 11 and put them right back into the picture of where they wanted to be, which is competing for the Champions League, making deep runs into it at least, if not winning it all together, and doing the same in the league. Now in the league, they're top of the league right now. After 12 games, so about a third of the way through the season, yeah, they're, they're a little bit frantic at times, but I would still say largely the praise that I gave them to start the season has, hold, has held true. They seem to have an answer for whatever the opposition has in front of them in the league. Yep. In the Champions League, they do not. They do Different not have stuff. an answer for, for Bayern. Bayern will always beat them. That is just football heritage. And then against Inter, I think that they largely blew it because they were the better side. They should have and could have won those games. And if not for conceding right at the very, very last minute to draw one game and then do the, you know, they just, they squandered their opportunity to advance. And I think that that will bite them in the ass when it comes to what the what the consequences and what the repercussions are for spending the money the way that they did. Because people will think, you know, whatever the club tells them to think. If the club's telling you everything's fine, I think a lot of people will go, well, the club's saying it's fine. Why, why shouldn't I believe them? Yeah. But when you look at the larger picture, it's like if I'm standing in front of a burning house and I'm like, it's fine. What do you mean? There's no problem <laughs> here. Right? It's like, who are you getting? Like, I see it though. <laughs> you know, the house yeah. is on fire. Something's wrong here. I'm not saying Barca are going to go and pull a lead situation. But I, I think they're closer to Tell that what, than people yeah. might realize. Like the, the 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 sale that they will have to put up, I think is going to be a lot. I don't know what other assets they have to sell. I think it's going to have to be transfer fees and they're going to have to sell off massive assets as part of their squad and then take the time to rebuild it properly. Because right now they have nothing. They have no levers left to pull. Europa League, even if they win Europa League, is not a fraction of what they would get to just advance to the round of 16 in the Champions League. Yeah, that was the big gamble that they did in the summer. And everyone was sitting there watching, waiting for it to, to see what was going to happen. It was The gamble was that they would buy all these players in hopes of pushing them out and, you know, farther out into mm. the Champions League. And that did not pay off mm. at all. It's like they squandered all their money after winning the lottery. It's it's crazy. Yeah, the money and they did, they did have did a lot of injuries, in fairness to them. Yeah, but they I, had a I, lot of injuries at the back in particular, which did not help true. their cause. But... At the same time, no one was looking at the investment they put into the squad in the summer and going, hey, you should probably get it. No, everybody was like, hey, They're you know, have ruthless, three yeah. left backs, you have five center backs, you have two right backs. You chose to loan out Sergio Des because you couldn't afford to keep his wages there, right? And you're choosing so you to bench Cassie right and Frankie Dong every game. Like every single game. And that's that's the next point that I want to get to. Those players start everywhere. Well, the next question is why didn't they qualify, right? And part of it is squandering opportunities. But the other thing is, is not just losing games late it's it's i had a conversation with uh, leah's dad okay my girlfriend's dad because he's a barcelona yeah. fan because he had he had read a rumor that um you know what if thomas tuchel were to come and take over and i don't know if it was an actual like linked rumor or if it was just a proposal that somebody made like what what would be different right 
And I thought, the first thing I thought was, well, La Masia gets shut down. I was like, Tuchel's <laughs> not promoting. No, I was like, Tuchel's not promoting. Tuchel's going to take a look at who the best players are in his squad and play them. And so Gavi is not going to play anymore. Gavi, golden boy, great teenager, no problem. Not better than Frank Essie. Certainly not better than Frank Oh, Tuchel would love Frank Essie. And Frankie De Jong. That'd be yeah. his midfield pivot. That'd Those be would be the midfield, two. Yeah. And then he'd put Pedri in like the, the advanced playmaker spot, right? He'd be like, okay, this is our three. Now we can build the squad differently. He'd find Marcos Alonso in the dressing room and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, why are you here? Go get out of here, man. I don't need you here, right? So he, he, he would have a system of not just prioritizing youth development, which I'm sure is massively part of Xavi's demands at Barcelona, right? We have to give... I'm not I'm not calling for Xavi's yeah. side. I don't think he should be fired. I think, I think it's important to give people time in the jobs that they have. Because, yes, maybe he, he the selection probably if he chose better teams, they probably could have advanced. But you live and you learn, right? Like if they if they had gone through with with Gavi playing and next season Gavi is as is as good as Pedri, then no one would have cared that the young and and Kessie didn't yeah. play. But because they didn't play and they didn't advance, Time's now up. you have to point fingers. Now you have to go well. Your best players were on the bench here, right? Like. Maybe Busquets is not better than than current day Frank Kessie. Maybe Gavi is not better than current day Frankie Dion. So why are you playing what is not your strongest eleven? I can understand the logic of why, but this question will be asked, right? It needs to be addressed. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of what managers do, right? Like they're very yeah. stubborn. They won't. It's my way or the highway. And and to, in fairness to him, he did not change it up. Like which is also the sword that he died on. But yeah. Um, you just have to stick behind your guns. It didn't didn't work out for him. They squandered their chances, and um, and now they have a very difficult time in the Europa League as well. So, yeah. Oh, why is that? Again, Who are they playing in the Europa League. <laughs> no, like seriously, it's the two biggest clubs in the Europa League. But th- I'm not saying we're gonna go through. I'm not no, no, I know. I'm just, I'm just, it's just, just like... <laughs> it's just like they got the most difficult one that they could have gotten. Right. When yeah. they're dropping down, so that that gamble, if they lose, looks even worse now, mm. because now they're out of European competition in February. Yeah, fair enough. Do you think now that they should prioritize the Europa League? No, just go for the league. You think so? No, see, I yeah. disagree. I, I don't. I think their squad is still deep enough to do it. I think they. I think they must must obtain European silverware in order to call this any sort of a good season. Because even though, even they, if they win the league, like yeah, you I think, don't think that. I think be Europa League is is more better of a win than than La Liga. I'm not saying they should put. Europa League over the league, but I'm saying their squad, they just signed a billion players, bro. They have the deepest squad. They can compete on both fronts all, all season long. And I think That's that true. when I'm it comes just, down to it... But the most valuable trophy is La Liga. I think when it comes down to it, they... Listen, it sounds silly to dismiss the league. I'm not saying that. I'm not I'm not saying anybody should ever dismiss yeah. the league that they play in for the European silverware because it's a bigger gamble. However, in this particular scenario, yes, I think that Barcelona need to win the Europa League at least now because you know what they would have been expected to go I'm sure the ambition of the board when they when they sold everything that they had was hey we need to get to the to the semis now and they didn't and they went out in the group and so now it's like well listen now you're in the Europa League you're not playing with Bayern you're not playing with Inter you're playing with the clubs that weren't good enough to compete in the Champions League and then the ones who started there to begin with we are better than all of those teams you must go win it I think it is an absolute like stonewall objective now that they must win the Europa League. I don't think they should be dismissing it because it's not a scenario where Barca are like fourth and trying to compete to get as high in the in the league as possible. They made the investments. They should be first. This is a team who's now their ambition is here. Even if the the reality of the situation is there, they shouldn't be that high because yes, when you bring in six new players, your chemistry isn't going to be perfect. 
they've given up too much and they've sold too much to just let it all go. I've just, I've seen more of them in the league to say yeah. that them in Europe is not, is not going to work as well as they think it is because look at the teams that are in the Europa League now. It's not, even if they get past Man United, even if they get past Man United, they're not like going to do it. Like you're going to come up against, they, against? they pretty much know, um, know what they're doing in the league. Like they pretty much know yeah. that the opposition that they're facing and, and all that stuff, the amount of luck you need to win the Europa League and just being good is is really high. It's the same for the Champions League. That's why the knockout competitions don't always mean that the that the team that wins it is the best team that that's in there. They're the deep, probably the deepest team with with a lot of the most talented players in in the competition. It's just yeah. I think that you know you can get done by by anything, and now you don't even have away goals in the Europa League, so they can't rely mm. on that either. So it's just it's a much harder thing to do to try and rely on a knockout competition. I think I'm not saying they should dismiss it. I'm saying. They should continue to be in the Europa League as far as they think, but prioritizing the, the league right now because that's your bread and butter. And it can go tits up anytime in the Europa League to a bad referee call or, right. you know, the t- same thing that happened with them to enter. You just switch off in, in last minute and they and you can see yeah, it can happen. Fair enough. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm just, I'm not ready to write off. I understand a lot of the times Europa League gets dismissed because it's not the Champions League. So people don't look at it as the premier competition. And I'm, say, I'm not saying that's what you're doing. I just think that, they will have enough to get them to at least like a deadline day race with Real Madrid in the league anyway, even if they are prioritizing Europa League because it's not like there's a better team than them in that competition anyway. Anything can happen in football at any at any time between any teams, right? We understand yeah. that. We've been watching the game long enough to know that that's true. But nobody in the Europa League is currently better than them. Not teams that dropped down and not teams that were there to begin with, which means the expectation is you are going to go win. Because even in the Champions League, the expectation wasn't to go win because they were at least six teams better than you to start with. There is nobody better than them, better than them, quality-wise, in the Europa League right now. So I would yeah, imagine there's people that are better than them. 100%. I, I, honestly, 100%, 100% Arsenal, but you're, you're looking at this from, from our perspective. You have to look at it from the Barcelona board perspective. Xavi, yeah, you don't keep right. your job if you don't win the Europa League. Is that not a fair thing? They're going yeah, to but, say but that. But does that trophy save him? Yes, yes, I don't 100%. So. I don't if he so. wins the Europa I'm, League, I think that he keeps his job. Because so you it's like you got to win the Europa League, but loses out on the league, he keeps his job. But I'm yes. saying if he wins La Liga and doesn't win the Europa League, I think that's that secures him as a much better prospect than 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 it is just winning the Europa League. So we both agree in some capacity that yeah. he must win one trophy. Yeah, hundred percent. He must on win one of the be. major trophies that he's in. Yeah, I think that a Copa del Rey won't be enough. I think he has to win one of the exactly. league or the Europa League. But I would imagine that. The expectation is that he wins the league. The hope is that he wins. Excuse me. I th- the expectation is now that he wins the Europa League. I get and it. The hope is that he, he they edge out Real Madrid in the league. I get what you're saying. Fair? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll move on from there. And we'll go to... This is a fun part of the show. This is where what I'm going to call... Um, number Oops. four, I've put... Nathan <laughs> is right sometimes. Okay? Now, I should tell you. Number five, Nathan is wrong a lot. Okay, so don't think that I'm just okay. going to you know, toot my own horn here. The, the L's are coming, okay? Don't get me wrong. I am absolutely going to bite the bullet on a lot of those, okay? But I think we've had some good discussions so far, and I wanted to, to just go back to, like, what we got. Me specifically, because I think some of these takes were great. You had a lot of this similar ones to me, and you can bring up ones that you got right versus you got wrong in the same kind of discussion here. But I went through mine in particular because I was jotting mine down as I went. Some things that I got right, all right? Uh, let's hear them. I got 11 out of 16 teams correct to, to okay. advance. Okay. Good. 
Decent. Decent. What's that as a percentage? I don't know. What's 11 I out of 16? No, I can't do that Ready? off the top of my 11 head. 11 out of 16. All right, tell me. You know it's not very good. It's only 69%. Is it 69%. <laughs> I thought it was better than that. It sounds like more. Damn it, man. Okay, 69%. That's not that's actually not very good. So I give myself hey, a I C mean round up then. to 100 based hey, on you your know round up skills hey, from this episode. Why not? No, I rounded up a 68.7 to a to a 69. Those are the rounding skills, bro. Just got to use just got to do it properly. <laughs> All right? Now, um you also rounded a 168 to a 200. So if you're going to the nearest I mean, 100 anyway, you can close. just go up to 100. It's close enough. Like, we're almost there. Are we not going to get to 200? Are we not going to get there by… Well, we're about to have a lot of episodes. We're going to be a lot closer yeah. next week than we are now. We're not yeah, going to have that true. many. Right? So, anyway, just keep that in mind. All right. What else, anyway. what, what else did you get right? No, there's a caveat to this. Okay. What's <laughs> okay? the caveat? 11 out of 16 I got correct to advance. Only three of the group winners did I get right, though. Mm. Okay, so out of eight, That's I only got three wrong. group winners, right? So it's some I think 11 out of 16 sounds better than 69%. I actually think that 11 that sounds like a good, yeah. like, yeah, like 75 at least, right? It you sounds only like it's seven, a, yeah. You know what I mean? But ooh. <laughs> I only missed five. <laughs> Goodness me. Anyway, what else did I get right? Um, I'm giving myself credit for the Leipzig shout. Okay, I said now, aged poorly. What did you say fair. about Leipzig? Now, Leipzig were in a group with Real Madrid, Shakhtar, and, and Celtic. And I said that Leipzig would finish third, but second okay. place would be Celtic. Okay. Okay. Yeah, now, hold on. You, Don't you get me wrong. We're, Scottish we're, football do, <laughs> we're going to get to what I was wrong about a lot. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I said, here, I said, Leipzig are slow starters. They're going to get blown out. They're not going to be able to recover. And then when they recover, it'll be in time for the Europa League. Here's why I give myself a win for this. That There's is exactly what six. happened. That's fine. But then they fired their manager. Mm. Wow. Come on. Hey, the, Leipzig jumped the gun here. I was right. I was exactly right about what was happening. And then Leipzig identified it and went, Nathan's right. We must kick this guy out and bring in somebody else. They fired Tedesco, right? Then they brought in uh, Rose. And with Rose, they were a completely different side. They started winning. Well, I didn't predict that a Marco Rose side was going to get knocked out here. That's not what right, I said. Because I you, predicted because that then you would have Tedesco said, side. Yeah. Absolutely, bro. It's Otherwise, you would have said they'd only finish one point off the champions. No, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, I would have said, here's what I would have said, truthfully, because you know I put integrity above everything. A different, 100%, bro. We know different managers affect the, yeah. the predictions of stuff, right? I would have looked, They my my prediction was based on league form at the time because we hadn't seen any European competitions. In the league, they were struggling. They were dead. Under yeah. Marco Rose, they they were not, right? So I would assume that the same return by the start of the league, Leipzig would have started much better. And in that capacity, I would have been, look, they're on form, they're starting well, 100% they're going to finish second. I'm with you. you. I'm, just, I'm just teasing you. I'm with you. No, right. And you went with the bigger name. You went with who has the most quality here, quality is going to persevere behind Real So Madrid. in other words, Safe I was show. right. Hundred percent, bro. Absolutely, yeah. You're right. Yeah. You ended up being right in the end. I, I defended I Bundesliga for the two of us. I turned the tables, weird. bro. You know how good I have to be to 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 get you to argue pro Bundesliga. You know how much work I had to put into that. I know how much how wrong you have to be in order to get me to, to hey, defend man. Bundesliga. I did. This is God's work over here. Okay, I'm flexing. On. I'm going to know. What else did? Don't get me started, with that, bro. <laughs> Don't even start with me. Hey, I'm farmers gonna... feed millions of people. That's okay. <laughs> We need okay. them. The next thing that I got right, Benfica. Okay. I gave myself the shove for Benfica because Benfica are now they're better Benfica's than I thought they'd be. But I was absolutely right about how good they Benfica's were. Benfica's good. Yeah. Right. If Benfica crashed out of the group, that would have been a massive L for me. That's not what happened. Benfica are every bit as good as I said they would be, and then some to the point where yeah. I actually have them that they surprised me with how good they were. 
Now, what corresponds with that? Juve are as trash as I said. They I was going to bring this up. One, we, yeah. oh, and five. Yeah. Terrible. Juve, awful, 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 awful. Negative goal difference. Disgusting. By a lot. Like, yeah. not close. Do you know that Pogba still hasn't played for them? Unbelievable. And then he's going to miss a single the World minute. Cup too. And he's going to miss the World Cup. Wow. Bad I'm so team. glad that they're paying him such massive money to do nothing, to just be in LA. Him and Lukaku, bro, they're not even injured. They're just both back in Italy. Oh, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. messing around. <laughs> Come on, man. Get out of here. Um, the last thing that I'm going to give myself credit for, because I'm not going to give myself credit for like small wins, but like notable ones. The chaos in Group D. Okay. It was it was exactly what I said it would be. That group, remember in Group D, my, my prediction for it, it had Marseille, Frankfurt, Spurs, and Sporting. Mm-hmm. And I said literally anything can happen in this group. Every single match day, the table looked different to the point that on the last day, there was still, we didn't know who was going to qualify. Yeah, either Spurs almost messed up. And as the scoreline changed in each of those games, everybody was top and bottom of the group in that same day just depending on the scoreline, which is ridiculous. Now, the teams, I only got one of the two teams correct to go through, but I give myself a total win for that because everybody could have, my bracket came true up until the 80th minute. Okay. And then everything changed. What was your bracket? I had Frankfurt, Marseille, Spurs, Sporting. Okay. Which is what the table, I I think, or or maybe I was trolling. Is that what it looked like before Spurs scored? Yes, because Spurs were losing. And then yeah. Sporting were winning, and Frankfurt were winning, and Marseille were... What? No, oh, everybody couldn't have been winning. Something is wrong here. I don't remember what exactly it is. But in whatever capacity <laughs> it was, whatever happened, the, the score at different times in the game, when Spurs were winning their game against Sporting, they were in first. But then when they were losing, they were on bottom. And then same thing with Frankfurt-Marseille. They flopped right. because there was one team was winning at one point, and then the other team came back. So if football was an 18-minute match rather than a 19-minute match, you would have gotten it. I'm just I'm just giving myself credit for how late it went down yeah. the wire because anything could have happened until the last I mean, possible Spurs minute, which is exactly Spurs. what happened. Fucking including Spurs. Spurs almost conceding. I think they played Marseille in the last game. I think that's what it I, was. Yeah, I think so. And Marseille missed like a 95th minute back post wide open header. Kalasinac headed it over the bar, and I was like, that would have sunk Spurs. Marseille would have finished second. Frankfurt were beating uh, Sporting at the time. I'm like, there we go, perfect win. I think Conte's upset that he's still in the Champions League. Oh, 100%, bro. He's, he's like, like seriously, man, dude? He's like, we don't have the depth for this. Gosh. <laughs> Goodness me. What a problem. Anyway, now I want to do it because I don't like tooting my own horn. It's more fun to, to, to self-deprecate, right? Nathan is wrong a lot is what I'm calling category number five. Yeah. Okay. Things I was wrong about. We're going to start here. You can lay it on me here, 100%. No, no, no. Because I like no, to no, lay it on you to. more when you're right because it's so much more fun to just. I have want you to lay it yourself. on me because part of this I absolutely deserve. Okay. It's just the, the one. <laughs> Listen, the, the first thing I was wrong about, the most important, Scottish football. It sucks. Hey, listen, listen, listen. So much. I have such a purist for this sport. I will always argue on behalf of, most of the time, not always, because again, integrity, but I will usually argue on behalf of who's not getting enough credit for what could happen. Okay? And I don't and like you, dismissing and them. Celtic and Rangers. No, no, hold on. Do hold on. I, I don't like dismissing teams purely based on the league that they play in, because I think that's an ignorant argument. Okay? Now, I don't watch Scottish football, but I watch European football, and I saw the runs that each of them were able to make and, and impress in Europe, uh, respectively. So I was like, you know what? Why can't they turn up for it? Like, I'll back the underdogs. shit. Because then when it happens, everybody's going to be shocked. They went on to have the two worst runs in like, the history <laughs> of the competition, bro. Okay. I had I think, Rangers, I think Rangers over is, Napoli. Yeah, I think Rangers, I had Rangers is statistically the worst team in the Champions League group stage ever. It is, bro. Literally, here's what the note that I wrote. 
because I put Scottish football in brackets. Then I wrote Rangers over Napoli. Come on, you dumbass. That's what I wrote <laughs> for, my, for my bracket here. Red form in your internal red form. It was just like... Bro, the worst group stage form in the history of the competition. Two goals That's and 22 conceded. Up. Okay. Celtic also finished bottom of their group with zero wins. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I have no regrets. I have no regrets. Because I would rather... I regret it for you. I would rather die on the shield of advocating for the team that people are dismissing than be right about the, the safe and obvious pick. No, listen. The safe and obvious pick is that for a reason. Sometimes, hundred yes, percent. I'll go. I'll go with the with the with the um. What's it called? With the underdog, but it has to make sense, right? Like an underdog was can't just be a blind about, underdog. No, no, and it wasn't. I I put. It's like saying what you it. said is like saying San Marino is gonna beat everyone in the European no 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 uh, like qualification, not. and then they're gonna make it into the into the World Cup. That's you what you to, said. No, no. What I did was I overthought this. That's what that's all that it was. Yeah, you were. I looked at the Europa League. I looked at who was the runner up in the Europa League last year, Rangers, and I went Liverpool are in poor form, but I still have them finishing top. Ajax just lost all their stars and Napoli just lost their entire core of their team. Why am I going to expect that those two teams who lost everything are going to be better than the Europa League runners up? I was wrong. In because fairness, they rebuilt it in a way that was just better. In hey, fairness, no one expected mean. Napoli to be where they were, where they right. are, but no one expected Rangers to finish above Napoli anyway. Like yeah, quality enough. at some point has to persevere. Has to, yeah, it has to yeah. overcome the story of the underdog at some point the underdog is just the gap between them and the worst team in the group too much. Yep. is just too big europa league runners up i might add okay i was very impressed by that. that that really sold me on them and then celtic i went okay hold on real madrid are going to finish top so there's going to be competition among the rest yeah. of them okay with what's going on in in ukraine i can assume that Shakhtar are going to be not at their best and then at the time leipzig were trash and they were and that's exactly what happened what did they do they fixed the problem well, I can't anticipate that. What am I supposed to do? They fixed the problem. Well, now, now I'm just now I'm out of it. What am I going to do? Right? They went on to to just let their quality persevere, and I look like the dumbass for advocating Scottish football. So, Mina, I make a pledge to you right now. I pledge to you, <laughs> I will never, yes, ever, yes, advocate on behalf of Scottish football in particular. Thank you. Again. You're done. You. It takes, done. It you takes a big You've embarrassed man. me for the last time. It takes a big hey. man to do that. Yeah. I know when I'm wrong, 100%. I overthought this. I put too much faith into them. And next year, when these two teams go make deep runs in the Champions League, you and I myself, can just, yeah. I'm going to, but right now, I'm saying, I'm with you right now. I will not give the benefit of the doubt to the underdogs from Scotland in particular ever again. I appreciate Scrooge it. Here. I appreciate it. You and, and I can love underdogs time. all, you know, any other time. It's just not with Scottish football. No, exactly. Uh, the next one is Napoli, by the way. Because yeah. and this what this we can actually give a little bit more time to here in particular for how wrong I was about this team. But again, out of nowhere, nobody thought Napoli would be this yeah. good. But the additions that they made, right? With Zambo and Gisa, with um Kavada Dana. No, wait, I've been practicing. Okay, I practice when I'm driving. You, in my you car. did it right. Kavada Skelia. Yeah, there you go. See? It just takes too long. I feel fair, like I've just been talking fair, for 45 we... minutes. Yeah, all fair. We you do it right, so I'm like, I don't Thank know you. why you don't do it on air. Because Cavada Dana, bro, it's like, do you understand the comparison? I'm to, comparing yeah. him to Diego Armando Maradona, this guy from Georgia, and not this Georgia, right? <laughs> the Georgia of Europe, who nobody would have thought, and he's tearing it up. And you know what? Gio Simeone is tearing it up. Okay, Raspadori is tearing it up. Victor Osimhen is tearing it up. Zielinski, Lobotka, Kim at the center back, bro. They have all around their 
I want to say massively overperforming, but I feel like that's discredit to their quality because I don't think that there's a drop coming anytime soon. I think they're this good. They've been performing really well for since the season started in yeah. both competitions. Exactly. So I have no reason. It could to not have gone any anytime soon. Yeah. So I I didn't expect that at all. I thought no, very logically. Why would anybody assume that when you lose the core of your team with two of your modern day legends, the best center back in the league and one of the best center midfielders in the league, that you would be better than the season prior? Yeah. But hey. You know what? My fault. Didn't do enough research into what's going on here now. That's all it is. I mean, even if you did, there's no way anyone would have known that that, that front three was going to click up the way they, the way they right. did. It's I just I would have had them third, second. Sometimes I football, yeah, sometimes football pulls you out of nowhere and it makes you take notice. And that's why we love the sport. Exactly. The next one I was wrong about, um, I put too much faith in Barca. Now, I dismissed mm. this as a group of death. I did. I said, there's no way. And... I think still, I, I will still die by this because I think that Barca made this way harder than it needs to be. I still firmly I believe so that too. this should have been a two-horse race. Inter should not have advanced here. Now, I can't take anything away from Inter because Inter, to their credit, it's I, I feel like it's disrespectful to them to say that Barca blew it. But Barca did blow it. And to be honest, in the first game against Bayern, Barca blew it too. Right? Like there was a lot of opportunities that Barca had. They had a lot of chances. Put games away. Yeah. And if they did... We're sitting here having a very, very different discussion. Yeah. But I put all the faith in Barca's rebuild, the quality of the players they brought in, the outlets that they have to, to score and to break teams down. I was like, I'm here for it. Now, that was that was disrespectful of me to do that to Inter, who I don't like to praise. There's no there's no Inter praise here happening. But at the very least, they should have earned the shout of you saying, know what? We, are, we are capable of upsetting one of these two teams, and they did. I'm going to defend you here a little bit because I don't think anyone really thought Inter was going to do much. I thought I still the thought that it was, it was a group of death. Right. Yeah, but I mean, who listens to them? We don't speak Italian. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're not tweeting in English. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so of the people that we understand, you know, no one no one was expecting Inter to to finish ahead of Barcelona anyway. Mm. And it is true, like they are only in that position because Barcelona blew it. There you go. Right. Inter didn't light up the group. It's no. not like they they earned it and grabbed it by both. Like, they lost both to, to Bayern like, both games, right? Like. Yeah, they they were fortunate that Barcelona did poorly and they slid in there. It's not like they yeah. they literally didn't grab the bull by the horns. Like, no, they were fortunate and they were gifted their second place position, and now they face Porto. So that's it. Here you go, the Jose Mourinho derby. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, the next one that out like the last one to your credit off the top of the show. This is where I had room for this because I wanted to bring it up and the things that I was wrong about. Club Bruges being capable of getting points and advancing. Boys. Okay? These are your boys. Now, this Never was, have I, I taken a win. Never have I taken a win for giving a team credit to finish full. <laughs> I, it's so funny. Which yeah, is why it's like a half-hearted it's win. The funniest like, thing I, in I the entire world. I was yeah. listening back to that episode and you said, <laughs> I have a feeling that they're just going to smash Atletico Madrid in the first game. And I went, shut the fuck up. No, you don't. Like, you're so full of it, bro. You're just, this is totally just because I said that Rangers are going to do well. You're like, yeah, well, Club Bruges are going to do well. And wouldn't you know, of course, Club Bruges end up not yeah. only doing that, but then upsetting both of us because they went on, because we both said, okay, even if that happens, which it won't, they're still going to finish fourth. And they end up finishing. They were top of the group going into the last We should have known. We should have known. It's hilarious, bro. They were the first ones to qualify in that group, right? Yeah. So I said, now, here's the thing, okay? I didn't bring them up in the two clubs that are way better than we thought they were. 
but it's because it's a bit of a silly shout to say that they're no, better than, right. than we yeah, thought they were right. because we weren't considering them to be part of the teams that we thought that, that they were good to begin with. And they ended up finishing second in the group when they were when they were super top of it. So I think Club Rouge have already peaked here. I think they're going to be out in the next round of the competition anyway, whereas the clubs that I had it's mentioned tie, in yeah. that discussion, I was like, I think these can push far into Europe. But you stole my thunder at the top of the show, bro. I'm still <laughs> not over it, okay? Because I, I wanted to, it, I wanted to be the big man. I wanted to put it up over here. I wanted to be like, you know what? I was wrong a lot. And I was wrong about Club Rouge into Club Rouge or Club Ruga. I owe you an apology. And you took that from me, Mina. Damn it, bro. It's okay, but you did it eventually, and I'm proud of you. I did. This is a very therapeutic episode of the Jersey Wall Podcast. It right? is. <laughs> how, do you, how does this make you feel? Lie hey, down. You know go, on the, go lie down on your bed. Yeah, I'm going to lie down. <laughs> on my bed vibe. I'm just gonna no, listen, this. I'm not, I'm not going to consider this a win either because... Yeah, I don't I don't consider this a win. I'll consider them beating Atletico a win, but mm. I won't consider them finishing second in a win because I still Fair thought enough. they'd finish fourth. Right. And we like, all did. this is this is integrity FC here. Exactly, bro. We're gonna make merch. Integrity yeah. FC. People are gonna make what is that? Like it's our podcast. <laughs> yeah, what's integrity in Spanish? I don't know. You think Duolingo 800 days on Duolingo and you hey, don't know what integrity 908 in and I haven't they, learned about it. And you integrity. still don't know. Hey, listen, bro, but let me tell you, I know how to conjugate freaking I like. <laughs> I know a lot of words, but I don't know how to say integrity. SMH. That's okay. The last point here, because we're going to do leftover questions that I think were not answered, things that we didn't necessarily learn. But I still think there's one more thing that we absolutely learned from this group stage. And that is that there are players who step up for their teams. I have three names. Well, and to be honest, I could probably do a lot of names here, but I'll tell you the reason why I've selected each of them. Players that stepped up in this competition so far, right? They've they've just been on another level. Clutch, the first clutch. one is Jude Bellingham. Oh yeah, brother, four goals, one assist in five games for Jude Bellingham in the Champions League group stage. Did He's really turning well. into a little Mister Champions League over here. Yeah, because yeah. he always Are they play scores the Champions League. Uh, Chelsea, maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe later in the competition if they make it that far, but. <laughs> Dude, I'm so impressed by what Jude Bellingham... Because they just played us twice in the group. And he was scoring. Scoring, yeah. assists. I'm like, damn it, Jude. Like, don't go to yeah, Liverpool, yeah. okay? He's just promise really well. me. He's become a little baller. And I want to get his jersey. Because I didn't get him in the Young Ballers edition uh, <laughs> when I collected those. But it's because I have... No, no. I have I have a fear that he's going to go to Liverpool. I don't want to own present, past, mm. or future Liverpool players on this wall. So I don't want to get a Jude Bellingham jersey from Dortmund. And then he goes it. to Liverpool. I'm like, ah. Oh, I, I respect it. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's really a shame because that that should be that alone should be enough for him to not want to go to Liverpool. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Jude Bellingham, your jersey will never be on this wall if you go to Liverpool. Do you understand? I'm going to look right in this camera. If you go to Liverpool, bro, you are never, ever coming on the jersey wall. Do you understand? That's it. That's it. He's signed the contract. He's never going to join Liverpool then. Boom. Just because of that. It. You're welcome, guys. Hey, we got should, it. Brother. There should be a few players that would do that too. <laughs> By the way, on a little side note here. <laughs> yeah, on a little side note here, I have to say. Oh, dude, I would die if Joffy Felix to deliver, but I'd be so angry. I made a I made a TikTok today, okay? Because um, Fenway Sports Group officially put up Liverpool for sale. They're like, I know, I'm so upset. No, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I had an idea. Okay. I do, okay. I said, well, how about this? What if we, the fans, pool our money together and then we buy Liverpool? I like where this is going already. And then <laughs> we disband them. Yes. We can just remove Let's them from existence, bro. And I had a lot of a lot of people come in support. They were like, listen, I got five or I got a tenner. I'll give you a hundred bucks. I got a buck. I was like, listen, it all counts. We just put it all together. We're going to raise this together. We're going to submit an official bid. 
And then our first order of business is just to disband the club. And then it doesn't have to exist anymore. I'd give my kidney in order to do that. <laughs> I had a lot of Liverpool fans telling me, some people who took it seriously, they're like, you, you can't do that. That's not possible. You oh, really? To. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Okay. Can you believe that? I actually I'll put, had I'll people, put the kidney back in my body now. I had people saying like, you know, you, there's no way you could pool $4 billion. I'm like, is this guy serious? First of all, what makes you think you're that valuable? No, I told him. I was like, am I, am I trying to buy them four times? I was like, listen, you ain't worth that much, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't know what $4 billion you're talking about over here. But okay. I was like, listen, you're not, you're not worth that much. I had some people. I had a guy tell me that Canada was in America today. Oh, yeah. I, I, I remember you sent that picture to us and I saw it. And I was like, oh, cool. I never, I never knew Isn't that. Isn't that interesting? I didn't know that. Yeah. See, we've, they, they've been calling us Americans this whole time. And I was like, wow. And we were how are you going to be it. so presumptuous? Because I'm not. Like one guy was like, what does an American have to do with hating Liverpool? I was like, I don't know. You should go find one and ask him. I was like, listen, I'm, this isn't me. And then I was explained to that Canada as a country is actually in America. Shit. Didn't know that. So that's interesting. Okay. So, okay. You live and you learn, right? I learned something new every awesome. single day. Um, but moving on from them, I was like, you're the reason that we have to buy out this club and disband it. <laughs> because then you guys can just find something else to leech off of. It's moments like that going. where I want just electricians overnight to turn voltage up to 220. And I've told you this before. And just keep the labels the same and see what happens. Be kind. We have we're, we have to rise above. I never said anything. You I only said anything. bring up the voltage. That's you all just, I said. That's all you did. That's all you did. You didn't I was here for everything all else you did is was allegedly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a massive fight allegedly on this allegedly. entire conversation. Speaking of absolutely explosive electrifying things. Hey well done. Ready? That's the segue. Joao Mario. Mm. You know, how long have I hated Joao Mario? I think since the day we were born. For years, years and years. Do you know why? Do you know why I hate Joao Mario? Because you know, there's a lot of Portuguese internationals that I hate, right? I hate Joao Mario because there was a time when he was the epitome of what a creative Portuguese player looked like. That's how bad the Portuguese national team was at one point. <laughs> Joao Mario played the Isco role in Portugal's campaign in 20, like 14 through 18-ish. But then this emergence of like young players came up who were just so good, right? Like Bruno didn't exist at that point. Yeah. Didn't exist. Bernardo didn't exist at that point. Just Bruno was still a fucking like, Udinese at that time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like these guys, they just, it wasn't happening for them at the time. Now you, you could throw a rock and hit it like the, a Portuguese player was fantastic, right? There's so many of them, the emergences. All of them creative, yeah. It's truly spectacular. Now, as a 28-year-old, João Mario has found his, his form here. And maybe it's because Benfica are better than ever right now. And, and they are. But in the Champions League, bro, he's got four goals and four assists. Wow. He's probably making Six things games? happen, bro. Well, it includes the qualifying campaign that they played, but that was like an additional. Right. Okay. okay. Right. So it's just like throughout. So Benfica's that's Champions a goal campaign. contribution per game. Pretty much. Right. It's like since I think Benfica have played 10 matches technically since they're qualifiers, but and he's been, he started for like maybe six of them and he has eight goal involvements. That's, that's a ridiculous that's return. You know what that's I mean? Really like he has return, been a, yeah. an integral reason as to why Benfica have been this good this season. And I did not give him credit for that. Right? I looked at a lot of players in the Benfica core and I went, these guys are the reasons why this is making it happen. And João Mario has impressed me big time, including the 96th minute daisy cutter from about a thousand yards out, rocketed into the bottom corner in <laughs> Israel to send Benfica top of the group as they won 6-1. That is a baller move. So I'm so why, impressed that he's turned up for the club. Why did you emphasize in Israel? <laughs> what about Because that? it's like a thousand. It's freaking, I don't know, a thousand is about to be my hyperbole. It's because they had to fly 6,000 kilometers to get there. 
Okay, fair enough. That's why it was nothing to do with Israel. I was like, I just, what's like, the significance? I, no, because otherwise I was like, if we be Haifa, I was like, no, I had the team that's on the other side of the freaking world because they're playing so far away. Right yeah, from okay. Lisbon to that's the furthest trip, I yeah. think. I don't think you Probably. can make a further trip um, in Europe. Well, when Sheriff was in Champions League, they, they, they were further? probably the front. I think, aren't they like Moldovan? I should know. They were in our group in the Europa. I have no idea. I have no I idea. But from to... Lisbon, what that's about... the coast of Europe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, Israel's not really in Europe. Anyway. Oh, exactly. That's just <laughs> it, right? Like, the, you have to go to Asia, bro. Like, you have, you have to go you to a different go to continent Asia to for a game. Champions that's a game. big yeah. freaking game, okay? <laughs> and they did. And they won away big time. And so I was very, very impressed with Jean Mario. And I have one more shout here. And this is this is less thrilling because this is like a different caliber of player. But I, I how could I not just shout him out? Kylian Mbappe has 10 goal involvements in his six uh, Champions League games. Seven goals and three assists. That's the most in the competition so far. It's mad that no one cares about that, eh? Dude, same, Messi has the same goal involvement as João Mario. Not João Mario has the same as Messi, but Messi, this guy, this this Argentinian guy, has the same amount of goal involvement as João well, Mario you know, in the he's, competition. This he's got a good future ahead of him, so it's it's nice yeah, to I see that so they're too. stepping oh, up. Oh, big time. Yeah. 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 When, he'll get there. His weak foot isn't very good, but he'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm so, like, you kind of need that to be balanced, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm impressed with Mbappe so far because I think it's easy, like, it's become easy to hate him. He's become yeah. something of a villain because he's just, he's on top of the world and he didn't make the, the right decisions that we as the footballing community wanted him to make. He didn't fulfill his destiny in the way that we thought he would. And so we've we've become a little bit resentful. We're like, damn it, Mbappe, you all We're us. just all disappointed. Yeah, in, like, in we Mbappe. feel like like he owes the sport and us as fans more than what he's done. However. Some of the goals that he's scoring are preposterous. Like, he's still so good, and that is so overlooked. And yeah. this season, he's just been unbelievable. Like, the whole front three, Mbappe, Neymar, Messi, all of them have just been fantastic. But to get involved, and I don't know how far PSG go, because they play Bayern next. We're going to talk about that in February when the Champions League comes back. We're not going to do our previews yet. February. Oh, February. my God. He has been extremely impressive, and he deserves the show because he stepped up. Absolutely. To play in a group with Benfica in it, it takes something <laughs> special to finish second. And he stepped up, yeah. You know, he he couldn't bring them over the line, but listen, when you have the legs of João Mario and Antonio Silva and Gonzalo Ramos and, and Rafa and all these guys, Enzo Fernandez, I could go on and on. Playing, what do you suppose? That's a super team, right? There's nothing that the likes of PSG could do about that. Right, so, yeah. It is what it no, is. No, no, I, I completely agree with you. No, I think Mbappe has has done really well. Obviously, it's like it's a boring thing to say, like obviously. Yeah, but um, it's not like he's flying under the radar or anything. No, (laughs) he's done really well. We'll see. We'll see if they get their revenge or not. Yep. Anyway, can we move on? Because I have a few unanswered questions. This has been the the things we learned from the Champions League group stage. But I think we're going to spend the next like ten ish minutes at least discussing. Some leftover questions, questions that I don't feel were necessarily answered. I still think that there's a lot of discussion to be had about some of these things. The first one, Milan did not top their group, okay? We were wrong. We thought the Milan would top. And it's disappointing that they didn't. However, Chelsea sacked Tuchel after losing to Zagreb in the first game. Okay, Similarly to Leipzig. From that moment, they didn't lose again. Yeah. Okay, they either won or drew. They only conceded three times, and Chelsea ended up topping the group, including beating Milan in a in pretty convincing fashion in one of their games. All right, so under Potter, they, I mean, Christ, it's it's a little tough to make the argument versus Tuchel because technically Tuchel only played one Champions League game this year and then was sacked, right? But with with Potter, they did about as well as they could have hoped. My question for you is, 
were Chelsea right to sack him now that we have the benefit of hindsight? Or or do you think that Tuchel would have went on to have the exact same run if he was given that time? I don't know. It's because it's such an unknown thing. Like there was clearly problems between him and the board that it, it just superseded right. the pitch at that point. And it was obvious that he didn't get what he wanted. And probably for the betterment of the club, the right the right thing to do was to sack him because I think there was too much friction. But in terms of football, I don't think it, they were right to sack him. Like for footballing reasons, they shouldn't have sacked him. But it's just if they, if they were just going to be clashing and there's going to be so much friction between him and management, then just get rid of it. Right. And, and just start, start fresh with someone that the owner wants at the club. So you think that in that capacity, then then yes, they were right yeah. to sack too. Yeah, because they wouldn't have progressed. You don't think they would have made it? I don't know. I just think that it got it had gotten really sour. Like we forget yeah. how Chelsea, like the atmosphere around Chelsea was before that. And we could talk to Joe in a later episode about that. But yeah, it, it had gotten so sour. There was so much friction. And he was putting sound bites week in, week out in press conferences against management, like right. against ownership, I mean. So the club would not have gotten anywhere and gotten, wouldn't have gone this far. I think they probably did the right thing pulling the trigger right. and just getting on with this rebuild that they're doing. The tough part was that I think he was right. Yeah. But he got sacked That's for disagreeing thing. with the board. Like They were like, what do you mean you can't play... Uh, what was it? A four, four, four three. three. Yeah. Why can't you play a four, four, three? He's like, that's literally not it's against the rules. Support. Yeah. And they're like, well, figure it out then. He's like, all right. He's like, also like, he didn't, he didn't get the players he wanted. They got rid of players that he wanted. They, yeah. It was just not backed at all. And I, I'm with you on this. I think everybody in football would probably agree. Like Tuchel should not have been sacked for football in reasons. Like he was right yeah. about everything and, and ended up getting shafted, unfortunately. Yeah, I predicted, listen, I didn't think you'd get sacked when we were making the predictions, right? I think that it was still a big shock to the footballing world that after, because especially with the timing, right? It's like you lost a game, a game. And sure, their league form wasn't that hot at the time anyway, but it was like you lost a game to, to Zagreb and now that's the end of the world. To be fair, they've recovered very well. Chelsea have been excellent under Grand Potter, right? So they, they deserve credit for that. And yeah, not to say maybe, that you wouldn't have done better either. Right, For like sure. maybe Tuchel just turns it around at that point and then they they win the group by even more. But they couldn't have done better than this. They won their group. Yeah, that is never ultimately know. what the objective is for them. Yeah, you right? never know. Um, the next question I want to discuss is, I think it's an interesting one. Mm. Are Bayern as good as ever? 6-0-0 for like the, what, 10th year in a row, feels like. In, <laughs> in the group stages. They, they just, for as, as slow as they started in the league, in what was labeled the group of death, they were they had no problems, no problems. They always just found a way to get the job done and to top their group without tasting defeat and having the best goal difference in the competition. Yeah, and we're we're gonna talk about that, I think, in Feb, but I'm really interested yeah. to see how they do against PSG this time around because when they played PSG last time, they were literally one of the greatest teams in the competition's history. Like they had exactly. more wins in a single season than than anyone ever. Um and it was they were just inevitable and unstoppable at the same time. So yeah. Bayern this year, we know from their league form, they're not they're not the best Bayern that we've ever seen. But in mm. the Champions League, they literally could not have gotten any better other yeah. than like not concede the two goals that they conceded. Yeah, which the is two goals asking One, too two. much. Yeah, yeah. In, in six games. So that would be asking too in much the group in the of Champions death. League. Exactly. In the Champions League, you can't fault them. Like, right. are they as good as ever? What argument can I say to say no to that? In the Champions League, right. yes, they are. Like, there's nothing I can say to fault them in the Champions League right now, and we'll see how that plays out for the rest of the competition. But 
if we're taking their league form into question here, then then no. Clearly, clearly there's still some work that needs to be done. But I'm happy that, you know, we've spoken about this at length before, that Jamal Musiala is picking up form. Triple yeah. Moting seems to be scoring week in, week out now. Dude, it's he's crazy. got 13 goal involvements. 33-year-old Eric Maxim Chupomoting. Did you see the goal he scored for Bayern? Bro, you need to make a TikTok account just to watch the highlights of the goals I put on there sometimes. <laughs> he scored one of... And you know, like for me, some people have personal preferences. Some people like dribbling goals more so than, yeah. than bangers. I personally prefer a long shot. For me, that's like the absolute... Like oh, a rocket from far. Down as well. You know what I mean? Bro, he picked it up and just smashed... Boom! Across his body from like it felt like thirty yards out into the top corner of the opposite side of the net. I'm like, Brilliant. who is this player, is this man? Guy? Like, how, yeah. where have you been? You missed a sitter once. You robbed Mbappe of the easiest goal of his life because you tapped it off the line, and now you're scoring <laughs> goals from thirty yards out. Like, who is this dude? Yeah, I think I think you're right to say that's a really good way of looking at it. They they have they couldn't possibly be better than this. So how could we make an argument saying that they're not as good as ever? I just think. I'm I'm extremely impressed by what they've done. I just don't know if we've learned anything new from them. I, th I still think no. that this is what we expected from them. So the only question that could be asked is, well, where are they in the all-time charts? Are they still as good as... Can, is this a side still capable of winning the Champions League? Or is this a side that has just done their job so far? But maybe, maybe what we've seen in the league specifically will give us an indicator that maybe they can't cross the line against some of the better teams in the Champions League. Or maybe this season they're just a cup team, and it's crazy to say that about Bayern. But like maybe yeah. this season they've really figured out how to how to win games in the cup. Maybe, yeah, that's a really good point. Oh boy, it, we we do don't know. There's so many Let's unknowns see. with Bayern yeah. this season that they're we crazy. have to wait to see how the time plays out. Exactly. Um, the next one, kind of on the note of this, are PSG slash Man City still the favorites? I'd say so. I'd still say so. so. Let, like, I, unfortunately, PSG still have to play Bayern, but so well, maybe that shifts it a little. But in the group stages, both were unbeaten, okay, but both were slightly underwhelming, okay. Yeah. Both had four wins and then and two draws, okay. PSG now City it was enough for them to finish top, but City were underwhelming. There were two games, the two games that they drew that they didn't even score, all right. Mm -hmm. And then again uh, for for PSG, they ended up finishing second, and now they have to play Bayern, right? Yeah. Like the, that. They would have played Club Bruges then, and Benfica would have got Bayern, right? That's that's I think how the the yeah. swap would have been made. Probably, that's a massive difference, dude. You know what I mean? So like, I, I don't know if I don't know if City are still favorites based on the. It seems harsh to say, but the lack of goal threat when Holland isn't there in this competition in particular, because there have been games. Yeah, you know what? They won. They topped the group. They did everything that they needed to. But you expect them to be merciless and smashing everybody and to to put on the Bayern Munich numbers, and they didn't. And I think that that is somewhat worrisome. And for, for PSG, I think the biggest red flag here is that they play Bayern next, and Bayern couldn't be better. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe in that sense, the the priority has shifted over to Man City a little bit because right. of Bayern, because of Bayern PSG. That fixture just like puts it into a whole new story and a whole new light. Um, so maybe C does have to bear a little bit more of a of favoritism in the competition now because of mm -hmm. PSG has to come up against but if not for Bayern, PSG would still be up there. Which yeah. is to say, if PSG didn't get what they got, they would have still been up in 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 like highest favorites. Right. Which is not an argument that you can make now because this is the reality that we're in. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that does it. But if listen, make no mistake, if they beat Bayern, there's they are favorites for this championship. A hundred percent. I was just gonna say if like they this get through Bayern, will tell us. Yeah. 
right? Like if they lose to Bayern, especially in the first leg, we're going to be like, oh, forget All it. the pressure comes off City at that point. Because it's like if they, because mm. it, it was the same thing that Bayern did. They beat PSG. They, they like they had the toughest run yeah. in, uh, in the knockout stages and they won. And like it, no one can do anything about it. Right. So if PSG beat Bayern, it's like that momentum will probably carry them to the final. You have to imagine. And the same thing probably goes for Bayern Munich. Yeah. If they knock out PSG, I think a lot of clubs will go, oh boy, Bayern are, Again. are <laughs> as good as always. Yeah. It's like, listen, ain't nobody stopping us. Um, here's the next question. I only have two more. So this is the second last one. Is this the year for an underdog story since so many big teams drew each other? Okay. Like, you can let's make a case for us for yeah. a second, right? Because PSG and Bayern drew each other. That could have been a final. It's yeah. happening in the round of 16. Only one of those teams is going to advance. That is now only one giant that needs to be slayed instead of two for a potential upset kind of team. Okay. Madrid drew Madrid Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. That's another big one. Cause that right there, if that was the semis, no one would have bad. I mean, that was, like, that was yep. the last year's final. So, right. Like, right? as you poor as Liverpool have been this season, but that was last year's final, literally. Literally. Right. So you could look at it and go, Mm-hmm. Like okay, that that's that that could easily be a semifinal, if not the the final. Okay, Chelsea drew Dortmund. That's an interesting game, right? Milan Spurs. That's interesting, right? Again, one of them is going to go through Inter Porto. Fine, let's see. But again, that means one of those teams will go through to pretty far in the competition, and that's a team that yeah. maybe we didn't think that they would had they drawn a giant, right? City Leipzig. You trust City to get it done again? Our actual analysis will come in in the new year, but just for now, like. Frankfurt, Napoli, Benfica, Club Rouge. Buddy, like, I'm going to see a lot of teams here. Like, half of the landscape of the teams that are left, I'll, I'll be like, you know what? If these, if the draw looked differently, a lot It'll of these clubs may not the have draw. been there. Yeah. Because I think but it's the next round where they, where they make the bracket and then it takes care mm. of itself. So yeah, but I don't even we'll mean for the final. I just mean in terms of teams that are left, right? Like, we're going yeah. from 16 to 8. I could probably make a case for you that the eight best teams would be the ones that we'd think will be in the quarterfinals. That's not going to be the case. Half of the really, really big teams are going to go out in the quarter in the, in the round of 16. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know what I mean? That's a massive, massive deal. I mean, especially when you take in that only one Spanish team has stayed yeah. in the Champions League. And the Spanish Madrid, know right. how to win a European competition. Real Madrid in particular, bro. The case yeah. competitions, they know what they're doing. Absolutely. So... I honestly, obviously, the favors for that match will be Real Madrid. Um, yeah. But yeah, that we are going to be missing some giants in the next stage. Right. Big and, time. Uh, and the last one that I have here is it's a personal question. It's not up for a discussion. It's just something to react to the draw a little bit. Are you excited? Are you more excited for the rest of the Europa League or the Champions League? Given the <laughs> fixtures. Given the fixtures, I'm more excited for. Um, for the matchups in the Champions League, but I'm but I'm more excited for how the rest of the Europa League will play out. Because mm. listen, but make no mistake, if United lose to Barcelona, which is there's a high chance of that happening. Yeah, I don't care about the rest of the Europa League, <laughs> <laughs> so it's very biased forward. But 100. Um, if if United beat Barcelona, we're like okay, bring up anyone in the competition. Right. We don't care. Like we just beat you know the the first or second best team in the competition, however you want to look at it, they're probably the best team in the competition. Yeah. So and that'll carry us hopefully to the final, like we were saying about PSG and, and Bayern. But the exciting part about the Europa League this season is the amount of really big teams. But that doesn't mean that they're performing well. Like you look at no. Juve, they're not I doing well. The Ajax is not doing well. It's just, I think Europa League really does know what they're doing. They want to get views now. So they're mm. having these big matchups. 
right? Just to like get the, the views in because as soon yeah. as these teams leave, it's like that's See, it. See, I almost I, I almost don't know if I agree with that. See, like obviously we know like the the gladiators of the sport, the biggest ones that we can possibly watch are in the Champions League. So everybody will automatically default to say, oh, I'd rather watch, you know, Bayern versus PSG is a bad example because that's like the, the pinnacle of the sport. But let's say like any Chelsea, Champions League, you couldn't say objectively yeah. you'd rather take any Champions League game over any Europa League game in terms of which one would you rather watch. If you exclude narrative because people will always care about the narrative of the Champions League yeah. more, but if you're to exclude that and say what will be a better 90 minutes or 180 minutes, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Ajax versus Union Berlin is going to be a more entertaining yeah. fixture than Chelsea Dortmund. Guarantee. 1,000%. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. The same matchups in, in the Europa League are better. Right. Same as... Now, don't get me wrong. Then you have a thrilling fixture like Napoli-Frankfurt and you go, oh, that's a barn burner. But that's not mm -hmm. between two giants. Right? Like, I feel like in this part of me will never die. The integrity of the competition and what will happen in 90 minutes is almost equally as thrilling in the Europa League as the Champions League. However, I understand that the biggest names will always be the ones to, that draw the most interest. I just want to bring attention to, if you have a chance on a Thursday to watch Ajax versus Union Berlin, do it. Dude, it's weird because the biggest names like, are pretty even compared to the competitions. Like, yeah. you've got Arsenal, United, Barcelona, Juventus, Ajax. And then you look at the other side, you've got City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Dortmund, Napoli, Real Madrid. Like, yeah. Bayern, PSG, like they're pretty, they're pretty even. It's just some people like Juventus are very are underperforming, and that like yeah. moves it down a little. But the matchups between the lesser known teams or the smaller teams in the Europa League are probably going to be a lot better than the lesser known teams, or even mm. or even like some of the matchups, like you said, with Milan Spurs. Like, yeah, I, I don't really think Spurs is going to be entertaining in and any point in the Champions League. Right. Well, you know what though, that's fine because they're going to get knocked out. Yeah. And then we're gonna see how Milan turn up in the to the, into the quarterfinal. Yeah. You know what we're saying? Like, come on, man. That's a pretty Milan, deep the quarters. Yeah. Let's see how it goes, man. But anyway, that's all I got for you today. Yeah. Are you more excited for the proposition of the Europa League or, or how the Champions League will close out? I'm very invested in the narrative of the fixtures the in the Champions line. League. Like yeah. to me, that is that is such a selling point. But like, you know how many leagues I watch and how many games I watch. I I'm for a thrilling 90 minutes because I feel like the game sometimes loses some of that and people are just involved in the storyline. They don't actually care what happens on the pitch. They just want to know how the outcome will affect the greater story. And I think that the Champions League like feeds that narrative, right? It's like, oh, are PSG or Bayern going to be better? It's not like how is yeah. Joshua Kimmich going to be able to handle playing against Neymar this time around, right? Like to me, that battle for 90 minutes is more exciting than the proposition of the t one team versus another. But I understand that for the sake of narrative, that's what people are invested in. I really like the fixtures in the Europa League because I don't care about the narrative. I'm like, which games will be fun to watch based on what I've seen from these? All of them, bro. You, like, Roma versus Salzburg is going to oh, be that's spectacular. Big, that, yeah, that's going to be a good match. You know what I mean? Barca versus United almost feels like the exception because, again, it's, it's, it's the narrative. It's Ronaldo against Barca. It's like the biggest team in the Europa League versus the biggest team coming down from the Champions League. They're, it's dripping in narrative. That's what we want to see. Are Barca going to get the job done or United? You're not actually watching because you want to see how Diego Dallo is going to do against freaking Rafinha or Dembele. That's, <laughs> that's just, true. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's not why yeah. people are watching. Whereas if you turn on Ajax versus Union Berlin, you're not watching. It's gonna be an entertaining like, match. Yeah. You're just gonna see 90 minutes of pure, like passion and glory. It's gonna just yeah. be like, let's go out there and put on a freaking show. And I love that because I think that that essence is lost sometimes in the sport. Fair. You know what I mean? Yeah.
that's it, bro. Are you done? Exciting couple few months of football ahead of us, eh? Yeah, man. Oh my goodness. We're about to start. We're about to embark on a very busy run here in the Drizzle. Because if you're listening to this and you're going, Nathan, the World Cup starts like in two weeks here. Less than two weeks. 13 days to be exact by the time that we're recording this. When you're listening to this, it's probably even less. When is the Jersey World Cup stuff coming? Guys, we're recording five episodes in the next seven days because every single day next week, there's going to be a new episode of the Jersey World previewing in some capacity something that has to do with the World Cup. Okay, and I'm not going to spoil what those episodes are just yet because we're going to record them. We're going to make them awesome. And every single day next week, you're going to have new content to listen to to take you well into the tournament, whether it's predictions, whether it's something else. And again, I don't want to give anything away. But you're not going to want to miss any of those episodes. And after listening to all of them, you will be fully encapsulated. Some big stuff coming up. Everything that's going into the World yeah. Cup. We're going to warm you right up for the for the warm weather of November in, in Qatar. Yeah, bro. Let me tell you. Hey, the World Cup home is coming. Yeah. yeah. The World I Cup home wait. is coming. Sign the alarms, man. Get that, that mega home. <laughs> I'll tell the Blast masses. that out to the masses, bro. Yeah. It's coming. And I can't wait. That's actually going to be next Monday. That's what's going to kick off the show. And then every other day that week going into the tournament, there's going to be something new for you. So I'm so excited for you guys Love to hear it. that and to start recording that with you, especially with you, Mina. And Joe might feature on some of those too. So I'm excited to see which one of them he wants to participate in. And, and you know, it'll be fun. Yeah. Such a good can't time. Wait. Can't wait, bro. Anyway, that's going to wrap it for episode number 168 of the Jersey Wall podcast, dude. Almost 200. We're almost there. Almost there. <laughs> we'll get there. You're not going to give me a hard time for that one? We'll now get it's there. okay to round at the end of the show? It's like the full time this episode. So. <laughs> yeah, I really want to sell it. Hey, we are almost at 200 in fairness. It feels that way, right? Like it doesn't, f- especially I look back at some of the episodes, I'm like, man, it feels like we just recorded some of the episodes and I have to look so far back. It's like, oh my God, that's when we were talking about that. Like the weeks yeah. just fly by, right? Yeah, but we're going to get them. Especially when we start piling in episodes like we're doing here, we're going to close that gap a lot faster. And we're so excited for all you guys to hear it. Guys, I've been your host, Mr. Nathan Santos, a.k.a. Master Chef Nay. You can find me on Instagram at the Nathan Santos and everywhere else at Master Chef Nay, including on TikTok, where you can find the TJW Bites, the fastest growing hashtag in the history of the internet. That's where we post short forms of Jersey Wall content for you to love. Brethren, where can we find more from you? You can find me on Instagram at Mina.Gali98. And you can find me on Twitter at MinaFGali. Boom. That's it, guys. Follow the Jersey Wall podcast at TJW podcast on Instagram, where you can find the funniest memes to ever exist. That's what I exclusively the sole purpose of that Instagram account is for me to post the promotional memes. I think you'll enjoy them a lot. I got a good one coming out tonight, too. (laughs) I got a good one coming out today, too. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. We absolutely love you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the podcast. Don't forget to go to elmontyouthsoccer.com and start building your very own Jersey Wall collection today. Enter the promo code TJW10 at checkout and save 10% on your entire order. Guys, we're done. That's it. We thank you. We love you. And we'll see you next time right here on the Jersey Wall Podcast, baby. Woo!